these looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles Welcome to the Youth Hockey Up High School Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the Red Black Leg. I am Danny Ryan, joined with you in a Stillwater hotel room with Tony Scott. How you doing, Danny? This is your hotel room, mind you. Yes, it is. And Carl East is actually in this hotel room as well. You know, I've had a long career of covering high school hockey, like 10 years now, and I've always dreamed of making it to a comfort inn in Stillwater, and here I am. <laughs> And we this didn't is even stick a, you in the hallway this time. Yeah, I feel so privileged. Comfort Inn should sponsor this podcast because podcasts can happen at their hotel. It's a nice room. We're we're styling. Some nice things here, Tony. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't call the view very good, but it's, it's a straight roof view with a lot of siding. So yeah, it's not bad. It's not, not bad. bad. Um, okay, well let's talk about some actual hockey games because there's a lot a lot of juicy ones this week. So let's get started. Start with an upset, Armstrong Cooper 3, Centennial 2. Might not be an upset, but I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, at least not in recent memory. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of, there's, there's the, you know, it's kind of like the turning over of homes in a, in a certain neighborhood. Like, there's going to be some turnover here where the old are coming back, that the Armstrongs might be coming back, where the Centennials are having a little turnover in their program. Yeah. Um, Although I think Centennial's were, got some nice peewees and bantams coming they up. They were in state bantams last year, so mm-hmm. uh, um, they're not coming. that far. Um, Lakeville North 2, Prior Lake 1 this week. Rosemount 7, Eastview 6. Rosemount had a pretty decent week this week, you guys. I think Rosemount is – I can't wait to hear Carl's rankings. They're not top 15 yet, but they're coming. Yeah, they're undefeated. Yep. Burnsville 4, Egan 2. Burnsville might be one of those teams that should be ranked now, Carl. They're sneaking into the conversation, yeah. They definitely are. They yeah. definitely are. And, and with a new will they make coach. it into our middle segment? I, I'm guessing they will. We're having a segment later in the show that talks about teams that are hard to figure out. Sure, I can put them in right now because I didn't have <laughs> They're not them. in yet. They're not on the list. <laughs> They're not in be. yet, but they will be shortly. Oh, yeah, click, click. If you hear a lot of clicking, that's Danny <laughs> adding Burnsville to the list. What about Duluth, Denfeld 4, Greenway 3, Tony? This is by far my favorite game of the week. Why? It just Because Duluth, Denfeld gets absolutely no love in Duluth. I mean, absolutely zero love. It's Hermantown, Hermantown, Duluth East. Duluth I don't think East, in Duluth they're going, Hermantown, nobody, Hermantown. Well, no. no, but the Duluth area, nobody ever talks about Denfeld, and then Denfeld pulls this one off. Yeah. It made my day. Credit it to Sean Eastie with 50 saves. Uh, Kid, no, Denfeld goalie has last name Eastie. I kind of love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. This it was is great. The, this is the Hunter's best start in school history. I got a. Ch- I saw that tweet. I got to check on yeah, that. We got to check mean, on the Rob Stalker years there. They went to state there. tournaments in in the eighties. I they mean, come still on. Lost one early. class state tournaments. Well, we'll we'll double check on that research. Yeah. Now, a game that we all watched, and Tony and I were at St. Thomas Academy two in Prairie two. This was a pretty good game. It was very entertaining for a two-two tie. Yeah, almost like two years ago. At very Eden similar, uh, though. I would say this year Eden Prairie had m- kind of more of the advantage, I would, would agree. say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they took it to yeah, him. It definitely good. had its ebbs and flows, but on the whole, Eden Prairie definitely, I don't know, maybe 
possession or so. Are yeah. we, we going to talk about the goalie incident late <laughs> in the game? So um, there was a double minor uh, that was committed by a St. Thomas goaltender. Uh, has a brother who plays for Michigan Tech. His yeah. first name sounds like Fuzzy. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> could be. We don't name names. We don't name names. <laughs> but uh, so Muzzy may have thrown some punches, and they give him a double minor. But I was a proponent of this. I think for the season, this is a good thing. Yeah, when was the yeah. last time St. Thomas was the team throwing the punches and instigating things? Or uh, St. Thomas goaltender. David Zevnik would it never was, do that. It was that. historic. I would think Aaron Crandall would be the last one because Cranny... Well, he has attitude issues. So, <laughs> and if you all goalies to those. are a little bit off, but this yeah. was—I thought it was a great move. Uh, I actually know his dad pretty well, Morgan. And he's yeah. a, Muzzy's a junior, at least. Maybe he's a third. Who knows? But um, he was like, "Yeah, he should have been thrown out." Uh, Muzzy grabbed Kinda his water bottle. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'm gone." He go. You but, know. Uh, other than that, I thought this was two equally matched teams. I thought Jack Jensen played incredible in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Eden Prairie's second line, too, with Rudrud and... Oh, um, they played sneaky. the second Will line. Too. Yes. I, we talked about this at the game. They were actually better than the first line. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Uh, but best second lines in the state, we'll have to talk about this later, but that is definitely one of the better second lines in the state. Mm-hmm. And, and Lee did some ch- line changing, too. I mean, yeah, he Drew Holt got a lot of first... and. Top two line action he hadn't got yet yep. this year. Yep, moving Batchelder down. And Holty's a heck of a hockey player. He's an offensive force. Mm-hmm. He's a weapon. So I think at certain points he's going to see some top six a- action. Yep, and he'll provide instant offense. Yeah, I I thought this was very equally matched teams right mm-hmm. now. It was fun to watch. Okay, moving on. Rosemount five, Chaska two. I was at this game. Um, one team is kind of in free falls. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Rosemont did a great job at springing players, though there was two goals in this game that were highly questionable. There was one where uh, Rosemont kid threw the puck in the net, and they counted it. He batted it down and kind of batted it down into the net, and it's like, mm, that doesn't count. Um, Snuggeroo nearly lost it on the bench. And then Chaska scored when they had a player in the back of the net. Which I'm pretty sure that counts as in the crease. Correct. Or and, goalie interference. And even though he wasn't interfering with the goalie, that's still no goal because you're behind the goaltender in the crease. Interfering with the goalie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can't so, back up, that's a- So it was just, it was a weird ref game to say the least, but Chasco or Rosemont won that game pretty handily. Let's put it that way. Now to the 5A question marks. Pine wow. City 2, Monticello 2, and then Chicago 5, Monticello 3. I'm going to let you guys take away the 5A breakdown. Oh, thanks. I, I just think it's it's a, it's one of those sections uh, that's just really inter- mystifying cuz you never you, nothing you, there's nothing you can really count on. I think the semifinals in that section are going to be a blast. You yeah. know, you never, you don't know who's going to win. When we get to pick them for five A this year. We're really going to be <laughs> guessing. Luck. And I, we've seen our cameras have seen Pine City already. We've seen, we've seen Monticello twice. 
I'm putting a lot of emphasis on our editorial on this section because I think the winner of this section, I'm not saying they're going to win a game in the state tournament, but they're going to challenge somebody, and this section has challenged in the past. And we should mention Princeton, too, because they've yeah. been competitive. Uh, they beat up on Eveleth today, or I wouldn't yeah. say beat up, but they shut them out. So. And they outshot them, too. Yeah, convincingly. So. Yeah, that's why I say the yeah. semifinals of this section are fun. Don't they play, like, at the home rink of the higher Even in the semis, and then one year they played in Elk River for their section championship. (laughs) That that lobby, just imagine that lobby. That lobby is already the worst thing on the face of the This hotel room is bigger than that lobby. It kind of is. It is. It definitely is. (laughs) We're not not making that up. We're in the honeymoon suite. So, um, moving on, Totino Grace 5, Elk River 4, speaking of Elk River. That's another surprising game. That was surprising. And here's a tidbit that most people in Elk, all people in Elk River and Totino Grace know, but the rest of the state doesn't know. Head coach Adam Sherritt coached virtually every one of the players on the Elk River varsity at the Bantam level. Oh, that's kind of cool. So, to me, knowing full well, and Adam still lives in Elk River, sure. and his kids play in the Elk River hockey. His son plays in Elk River hockey system, so it's just a, it was a really interesting dynamic. And you know, if you're cheering for Adam, if you like Adam, I'm sure it was a, a, a joyous win for him somewhere deep down under his rough <laughs> exterior. Because Adam's a pretty <laughs> tough guy, you know. And Someone from Elk River, really? He's tough. You know, yeah. actually, he's from Anoka, played <laughs> okay. in the state tournament still. for the Tornadoes <laughs> in the early '80s. But yeah, so. Uh, Adam, uh, congratulations, Adam. Hat tip, stick tap to, to Adam on that win. Well, when I was at Totino Maple Grove earlier in the year, um, Elk was, uh, Gustafson was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they'll watch each other play. And they're friends. Yeah. Um, okay, the game that Carl and I were at this year, and the reason why Carl's here in this hotel room is Andover 2, Duluth East 1 in overtime. Mm-hmm. Who wants to talk about this game first? Oh, it was fantastic. You guys were there, so you can add more to it. I watched it, of course. I'll let Carl go first. YHH. Sure. So I, no, the, the game really started out pretty cagely. Um, it was very tight, and really f- until maybe the middle of the third period, it was a lot of very close checking, not much room at all to operate for either team. And, and both really goals tight. were, for the lack of a term, kind of lucky. Yeah, right. Both, both were, were kind of yeah. seeing-eye singles from the point. You the know? first uh, Andover goal was definitely, it was like, oh, that's deep in the back of the net, yeah. and... It went in. Yeah, yeah, and then East goal went in off of Erickson, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, a great knee goal or something. There. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, but, uh, and then after, like, about five minutes left in the game to the end, it was just a free-for-all East for a while there. They just turned it on. And well, yeah. It's really funny. And the, you guys were watching the game, but yeah. the guy who was broadcasting it, Pappas, was kind of really good at giving shots. There was a point in the game where, where – uh, Elk River had six shots. No, we're going to say Andover here? No, and yeah, I'm sorry, Andover, sorry, that was Elk River. Andover had uh, six shots on goal in the third period, and there was a point where East outshot them like 11-1 to down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, East East kind of took over the game at points, Mm -hmm. and then Andover kind of stepped back and played very well defensively and controlled East at other points. And then they broke. Uh, I would say the difference for Andover was their top line. They had very good pushes with the dainty Shane uh, line. I think that, and they're, they're also just sneaking people up behind the East defense in overtime. Three Which times. Charlie yeah. Shane did twice, yeah. and oh, it, it took amazing, a two-pad yeah. stack two times in a row by the, what, fourth-string <laughs> goaltender for Duluth Colin East? third. He's the third goalie to have started for East in four games now, and he only played a couple JV games last year, so he's... 
as a senior. He's a senior now too, so he's and for how well yeah. he played. It was, it was pretty it was amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, he played. He played like a starter type of thing. It was so funny. Pappas was like, "We're going to give the MVP to this guy. We're going to give." He was going back. He couldn't decide which goalie <laughs> should be the MVP, and he goes like, "Ah, oh, just give it to Luke Cron." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really funny. And that's really when you're trying to give an MVP in a game like that. There's really so many different stars to give it to. You yeah, just flip a coin. I would say these teams are pretty equally matched. I think we might see this again at Amsoil in a couple months. But this was a pretty fun, decently fast game, um, considering it's East and um, another 7-AA team. Tony? So there's lots of teams out there, lots of people out there who watch the game. It's the biggest audience we've had on YHH period. Uh, the game was sold we've out, ever, we've too. Ever had. So talk packed. about, you guys were in the building. Talk a little bit about the atmosphere. Talk a little bit about what you saw and heard actually being in the building. It was quiet. Yeah, it took a, and there, there was a big Andover student section, but they didn't really say anything until the mid-third period or so. Yeah. I, I was talking yeah. to an Andover dad today who's got a boy and a girl, and the Andover girls beat Edina earlier this year at the place, and he goes, yeah. you know, the student section for the girls game was way more rowdy than it was for the boys' game. Well, it depends. In games like that, sometimes you see student sections nervous. Yeah. Uh, and, and so they don't yeah. necessarily cheer. I I know when I was in high school cheering, we would be loud nonstop. And our way of breaking our nerves was cheering loud. It, I don't think that happens the nowadays. section of the show where Danny talks about how great St. Thomas Academy is. Wake me up when it's let, over, let Tony. Just it's an all-male Catholic military college prep high school. Couch. It's in the back. east side of the I like metro. the footrest, too. <laughs> and when we're in the state tournament, we wear our plus fours or our It's called our class A. Do they wear them at Mariucci, Tony? I don't know. Do they? <laughs> do do Nobody, they wear them at Mariucci? Nobody goes to the Mariucci. Oh! Some school spirit they have. All right. I wore mine for the third-place game in Versus Warro junior year. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> back to hockey. Not Mariucci. Yeah. Um, What's the next games on our list? Oh, uh, I'll move on. Any <laughs> other takeaways on the Andover Duluthies game? Uh, St. Thomas Academy wasn't in the game. That was a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, a low game. light for me. But as far as Mr. Hockey candidates, I think Charlie Shane looked like uh, all the part there. I agree. Ryder Donovan looked very strong again. Who will be on the show later? Oh, wait. We forgot to tease that. Thanks, Tony, for bringing a special guest to like a surprise. Okay. <laughs> We're just putting he is on not him. coming to this hotel room. No, he is not. <laughs> He's okay. in Moose Lake right now, apparently. <laughs> or his phone is. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Sartell 3, Chaska 1. Again, That's almost the biggest shock as the uh, the uh, Denfield game. Yeah, that yeah. one's a... I mean, it's only not because Chaska has already had a couple of these games now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, a game Carl and I were at. Bloomington Jefferson 4, Cloquet 3, Overtime. Power plays were the difference in this game. It wasn't overtime, but it wasn't overtime. You're right; that was not overtime. That was that was regulation. But uh, uh, I, it felt Danny like was paying overtime. very close attention during this it game. It felt like overtime. Let's put it that yeah, way. Jefferson's it, got a decent pesky team. They hung in there pretty well. Cloquet, um, they have a lot to work on. Yeah, short. Sure. Yeah, and uh, every facet of their game. Jefferson looked improved from last year. That's. Don't tell my son that. <laughs> well, I think they think really they're, they're not they re- as good as we were. And I'm like, yeah, I think they're better. I think they're better too. Now, you know, could they use a kid from Iowa State? 
You know, current yeah. freshman? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. He wouldn't make probably the team. Probably not. He wouldn't make this team. <laughs> he wouldn't. No question he wouldn't oh, make sh- it. Okay, start with some weird games now. Benilde 3, Hermantown 2. I'm not surprised by that. But are you, you surprised by the Hermantown 5, Eden Prairie 3? Yes. That one, yes. Yeah, yes. that one. I Now, Hermantown also had a drive to Brainerd, so I don't want to say bus legs nope. or... No excuse. No excuse for this. I really, for what I saw out of Hermantown earlier this year, Eden Prairie's the better team in my book, but much deeper. Much deeper. Yeah. Talk about second lines. That's more yeah. of a question mark on Hermantown than it Correct. is on Eden Prairie. And maybe D is better at Hermantown, but still, letting five goals in is a little suspect right now. Three people today, completely separate. Demographics, none from Hermantown, mentioned to me, it asked me, is Blake Biondi the best player in the state right now? I was like, um, no. Yeah, I can't think of somebody better. I don't. That was a great question. I don't know. I, it's I, weird that it came up by three different people. I wouldn't say that he's the best player in the state. He's I just very, thought it was a great question. Yeah, he's a very good player. I would put other players ahead of him. Okay. I just love the question. It was like I think that's never, a good question. He's definitely like, the best player probably in Class A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. No one will dispute that. But I, I think Jack Jensen might have been a better player on the ice that game. But it's team one. Uh, okay, fair, fair. Blake's team fair, one. Fair. Okay, right. moving on. East Grand Forks 4, Greenway 2. That one was a little surprising. I think I think Greenway will be on our load, our, our next segment of teams you can't figure out. Yeah. Yep, they already are. I don't have to cut and paste that. Okay. Uh, okay, um, St. Cloud Cathedral. Uh, let's start with St. Cloud Cathedral 5, Greenway 3. Not surprised by that. Yeah, not um, surprised. Not with the way Cathedral's been playing. Out of the no, I think Cathedral might be the number one team in Class A. I'll be doing the rankings uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's agree. pretty easy. Yeah, we'll see them probably on Tuesday, you and I. We will see them, yep. barring a snowstorm or something. Something weird. Um, and then St. Cloud Cathedral traveled from Greenway to TRF, Thiefer Falls. They, they went 3-2 to two in overtime. That has to be the worst bus. Oh, it's like, a terrible ride. Grand tour of northern Minnesota. God. And like a town, like towns that have less than 500 people. Hamlets. That's- that's a that's a very courageous scheduling by Coach Brown. That's all use that word. <laughs> if we see him, we have to ask that question. Oh, we'll see him. <laughs> that's a, and I'd say it's a really strong chance they're going to win. So we'll see him after the game when we do our interviews. Exactly. No jinx, Mister no, Brown. No, no jinx. No, Alex won the game last year. So well, the one that mattered. Yes. Um, St. Thomas Academy 2, Holy Family 1. We'll move quickly past that so you guys don't have to disparage any teams there. St. Thomas. <laughs> um, White, Bear Lake, okay. <laughs> White Bear Lake 4, Cretan 3 in overtime. Add Cretan to the team They're list. They're on there. Don't worry. Yeah, uh, they're hard to figure out. And, and add White Bear. They, they're surprisingly no, White done well. I don't think they're hard to figure out. They're just good. They're good. No doubt about it. Wyzetta 3, Hillmary 1. We officially can put, can we officially put, uh, are we going to officially put Hillmary out of the top 10 yep. now? Thank you. Yes, we are. 
they've been begging to be thrown out <laughs> the last two weeks. <laughs> well, now we can officially they, throw they them out. They come back wish. from, okay. what, were they 3 or 3 one down to Mata Bibita? Yeah. 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 And Burnsville. I mean, yeah. they've done nothing Overtime. to impress, Win. at least me as a pollster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Minnetonka 2, Duluth Marshall 1. Does this mean that Duluth Marshall is pretty good? No. Considering They also lost to Mountains View. Marshall did? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never Marshall mind. Did? Sorry. No, yeah. Minnetonka, the other <laughs> team that we were talking about. <laughs> that would be something else, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think Marshall is maybe a little better than I thought they would be considering what I they lost. Too, they might yeah. they might be the fourth. They're in the they're best. in that really messy middle of the road in seven double A, which That's is a really weak messy. compared to what it usually is and messy. Yeah. And we thought it would be really, really strong this year with and Cloquet. As the well, we thought Cloquet would be in that. And that upper tier instead they're in the Elk lower River is, with oh it's just yeah. this is not a these are not Grand Rapids is on a win streak they're heating up they're on fire right now oh <laughs> it's kind of been nice you've been quiet about Rapids the last yeah. year and a half it's been it's kind been of pleasant. nice it will come out this show because they play this week in the Holiday Classic yeah mm-hmm. another really stinky tournament <laughs> with was it so six first games? two six, five first two games only five days are gonna be really five fun. bad games one good yeah. Um, and then the last game that I want to mention, close K gets their first one of the season versus Egan, um, five to three. Slow clap by Tony there, um, but I think Egan is probably one of those teams that's hard to understand as well. Yeah, um, but that's it's that's just a me. long, long list of hard to figure out teams. The South Suburban is just really there's a lot of parity and a lot of decent teams that could climb into the picture and we just need to wait and see how that all sorts out. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that they're going to beat each other up all winter long, so mm-hmm. we're really not going to get a good sense until maybe the last two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. When oh. you know, Kind of like Eastview last year where they just kind of emerged, you know? Eastview had a steady season the whole way through. Right, but we they like the South Suburban. You don't really know who's good because they play each other twice and yeah. by the end of the year we knew yeah this these few team could give st thomas a game and they did they yeah really, yeah that was a great i mean game. i saw them play a couple times i don't yeah. know if you saw them when they played jefferson yeah i saw them play before that as well so i saw them play yeah <laughs> yeah two nights before <laughs> okay carl with those games in mind how did the top 10 break out? All right, here's your top 10 for the week. Number one, Minnetonka, still hanging on to the top spot. Number two, a new arrival, Andover, moving on up. Number three, Duluth East, losing in overtime on the road. And they yeah, look the new number two good, and looking too. good. No big yep. complaints. Four, Edina holding yep. steady. Five, Maple Grove slides on up, undefeated. They've got a tie to number four. There they are. I, yeah. yeah. They, they look good. I, Although... I, the, the eye test the on them is good. The game with Armstrong still giving up a little bit of a yeah, little yeah, bit of a question yeah. mark. Yeah, to Arms- me. But Armstrong, I'll might give you be that. They're going to play tough competition this year, six. especially the next three weeks. They're going to yeah, going to get tested. Yeah, we'll we'll see how real that is very quickly. Six St. Thomas Academy. Woo. Seven White Bear Lake on a roll. Wow, yeah. that is. They moved up super forward. high. Yeah, I agree. Their only loss is to East. East. Which is with two empty netters, so basically a one goal game. Okay, yeah. but they also White Bear Laked it too. They <laughs> coughed up a three goal lead, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they so that's against, that, that's a red flag. Right? I think that's way too high. And I know people in White Bear will punch me tomorrow at the rink, but that's fine. I can take it. Can we take video? No. Eight Eden Prairie. This is where it gets muddled, right? Yeah. All right. 
Eden Prairie at eight. I mean, the, the I, the I, do I think they're better than White White Bear? Yeah, but they lost Hermantown. I think they right. Yeah. To be honest, they might be better than St. I like yeah. this next yeah, one. I, agree. I like this is my favorite rankings ever. I can see Carl yeah, scroll through his. Tony is just peeking at my shoulder here. I love it. Number nine, Wyzetta. Another uh, team that's off. I'm pretty very, very high on Wyzetta, and but Danny's low on Wyzetta. I just don't. They don't have a superstar or even mm. like a quasi superstar, and I just I don't. They're going to be dirty and they're, re- they're yeah. five hundred team. I don't like it. They're usually five hundred team. The other, my other comment on why is that is usually it takes half the year for them to get to the point where they're playing this good, solid defensive hockey, and they're doing it out of the gate this year. I like. I like well, uh, okay, are they playing good, or are the teams that they're playing at good opportunities to play them? What does that mean? What does that mean? I think uh, Holy Family after a loss to Edina, where they get running timed. Okay. I, uh, I think Hermantown in the first game of the Holy season. Family. It, I don't think Hill Murray's the team that they will be at the end of the season. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's fair. That's where I'm saying that. Okay, I, I just think that at, at the end of the day, they're going to be the number two seed. Probably, they probably will be. And they could give Edina a game over at Mariucci. Mm-hmm. That the I've big game between them and Creighton that will probably happen will be. A and good it's going to happen again, and it'll be at Bloomington Ice Garden. That's why I said big. I, that's what I meant. It's going to be there again. It's going to be deja vu. Hopefully, there's no falling in the snow, and there's no falling snow. <laughs> Either one. Okay. You just left me on the curb. <laughs> hey, we, we've been through this before. <laughs> Number ten is Moorhead. I think they should be steady. higher. I think so too. What have they done other than losing narrowly to Andover? In overtime. They gave up 40-odd shots. It wasn't as tight overtime. as Overtime. Okay. Okay. I, I, Who's I like outside them. the top ten just uh, for our... Creighton's hovering there. Hill's hovering there. Lakeville North. Then you get into the South Suburban mess. You're way too kind. What, why Why does Lakeville North deserve 13? I, for they, right now, Lakeville North is, is just... only lost to... To Tonka. Then they've beaten Tonka. three okay teams. Cloquet and a couple of South Suburban. Okay. Cloquet right. is now an okay team. Talking about Cloquet, Carl, and teams that we can't understand, I think they're probably at least on the top of the list. Yeah, probably, because I've seen Cloquet twice now, and I've just been looking at this team and saying, where, where, and the talent's here. What's happening on the ice? I can't figure it out, because... Uh, what, what is... Why are we... Why do we spend so much time in this show talking about a team that's won one game? I don't know. We do this a we lot. We do this with Grand Rapids last year. Once Grand Rapids started losing, well, we just left them for dead, didn't we? But, well, I, I didn't even have Grand Rapids mentioned preseason last year, though. And okay, this year. all right, yeah, that's true. This year I had them at ten, and top ten. I, I okay. had, I had at ten, and people were, seemed to think they should be higher. <laughs> if anything, I think I was lowballing them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there was just too much unknown without storing off. I think a lot of the talent on their team is just isn't, you know. Delivering, I mean, for the lack of a better mm-hmm. term, and I'm not pointing. Oh, is he picking on Landon? You know, no, no talent is it's can, across the board. Yeah, talent. This yeah, is yeah. this isn't just one player. This no. is all of their players. Yeah, and, and that was, I mean, to lose to Jefferson. No offense to Jefferson, no, but they are Cloquet is more skilled than Jefferson. Yeah, and, and there and was you, points of the game that I I went to Carl after every period and I said we could go. <laughs> I've seen what I need to see in yeah. this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need to stick around here. Well, give Jefferson credit for getting that yes. win. I mean, Mike Twilliger is just doing an amazing job there. 
and the kids are buying in. They're the showing up. The uniforms are awesome this yeah, year. They're showing up at school, suit and tie on game day. Oh, awesome! Isn't that great? I mean, this guy's got. <laughs> he's he's full he's got on the board. culture. He is a hundred percent in. It's fun yeah. to watch him do what he's doing. It's it's going to take a dozen years to get them back to where they were, but <laughs> give the guy credit. That's the know? that's a team I can actually understand right now. Okay, yep. Chaska. I no. have no idea what's going on. It's a good segue into our segment, so let's roll through it. We're at, we're at I was Cloquet. already in it with Cloquet. Okay, but. sorry. <laughs> I, I was trying to put them out of it because I understand yeah. them. They're not winning. Chaska. <laughs> I don't get Chaska. They're not winning. They have the more talent on the ice in the games that I have seen them play, and it's just not there. Yeah. I, something's not clicking. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it is either. You know, I, the thing, all fingers point to my good friend Dave Snugger. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that. Oh, it's got to be Snuggy. It's got to be Snuggy. I mean, at some point, you get the players are the ones shooting in the pocket and skating up and down the ice. Yeah. So it, only it's, so much that it, Snuggy only so can much do. can do. But, you know, it's his system. I coach with him. I've talked to you guys about this off there. It is wide open. He wants to, he wants to get up and down the ice and. And score goals, and, and you de- and definitely saw that in what I saw against Evelith. I mean, they tried to run up and down, and Evelith just hung in there, played a nice little trap, and they yeah, had no he, answer. I would say their forwards kind of disappear at times. Mm-hmm. And that's I weird. Well, you've seen them play at yeah. least at least twice. twice. Twice, yeah, I've seen them play twice. So it's just it's it's not there. Desired, you know, if they, if these guys are really Division One skaters, then they need to start acting like it. So that'd be Pitlick and. And and Lavelle, Lavelle, Warner, and Warner, and, and, and you know Kester. what? And they know it too. I mean, it's not like they're 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 going in the locker room, pointing at everybody else, going, "It's your fault." They, you know, they know it's on them. It's on their shoulders. So it's time to put up. You know. Okay, here's a team up north that we haven't seen yet, but it has kind of a weird, um, weird ro- record so far. Would be Rozo. They're two, two, and one. They really haven't played anybody. I mean, their wins are against Hibbing, which, okay, ooh, I saw on Twitter Not today that Hibbing teams. is a dumpster fire with no firefighters. That was a shout-out to Lee there. <laughs> Who said that? Lee Patrick. Oh, Lee said that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ooh, that's not nice. <laughs> that's a direct quote for Lee. Lee. That's not our show. No, no. <laughs> we did no, not say that on our no. show. No, but they beat Farmington one nothing. They've tied the Thief, which might be a decent tie. Yeah, yeah that's that's okay. Um, they lost the Centennial, which we know is not a good loss. No, and they've lost the Grand Rapids, which they no. let three goals in in a minute. I'm pretty sure in that game, and that's I don't know how that happens in Grand Rapids. Right I now. I clearly agree. This is a mystery team. So they need to right the ship. They play Moorhead on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo later in the week, too, and Rogers. So it's all section games. Yeah, the, they need to go two out of three. They might go 0 for 3 type of thing. Do the they come they... down here? No. Nope. Okay. All at so home. They're all going out. All three the games closest are at home. they come okay. to the Metro is St. Michael Elberville. This year, I know. Yeah, yeah. Brianna, our photographer, who does some work for St. Michael, she goes, Do you want me to do the Rozo game? I'm like, Yep. Check. I said, don't even take pictures of St. Michael. Just all Rozo. Because we got plenty of St. Michael already. Yeah. Not some no offense to St. Michael. Yeah. But this is their one time here. We're going to get as much Rozo as we can. Okay, Evelith, you guys. I can't figure that one out either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's the 
Beat Chaska, lose to Princeton. Lost to Minnehaha. Lose to Minnehaha. And beat. I'm serious. Do they have like two different balls? Yeah. <laughs> Is there like an Eveleth Brown, an Eveleth White, or you know what I mean? They were like gold. two different teams. Gold, gold, and. <laughs> Is it brown? Is that it's their secondary? Brown. It's a black. It's gold and brown or black. 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 Brownish, blackish. Yeah. I I mean, I really, I'm starting to believe less and less in the Chaska win. <laughs> the more I Just watch Chaska. because of Chaska. what Chaska's doing? Yeah. The more Chaska plays, I believe less and less that it's a quality win. Yeah, okay. All right. I still think it's a good win for Eveleth. I think yeah. it's a good win for Eveleth, but I just don't, you know, it's questionable. Okay, Rozo's big rival, War Road. What's going on with the Warriors? I, it's another one. I just put up my hands and a just, lot of mysteries up north this year. When I do, you know, I do these Class A rankings, and it's like you go through it. It's like you get after the first four. You know, the well now Greenway is not even in the first four. It's no. Matamidi and Hermantown and Cathedral. After those three in Class A, well, Alexandria probably. Yeah, well, by, they by haven't default. played anybody. Yeah. They played Wilmer and. Yeah. Yeah, so, River Lakes. Like, I mean, how lakes? can you judge that? So Warro you know? beat Sartell four to three, beat Virginia with six to it's two. A good win. It's a good win against a good goaltender, but they lost to Grand Rapids on Saturday, and they lose to Bemidji or not Bemidji St. Cloud Cathedral seven to zip. That's the one that really. That one's. Just I just think that means Cathedral is in a class all to with itself. just Hermantown and Montemitai right now. Yeah. I so Warroad has a chance to get a good section win actually uh, this week against um, Thief River Falls on Thursday. So that's a big game. That is mm-hmm. a big game. That, we should have done that. That we should have done that one as a pick 'em. Yeah. Um. Okay. Talk about Greenway. You just mentioned them. That's another one of those mystery teams that I just you know I can't seem to get my wrap my yeah, arms it's, it's around. It's baffling for a team that. Returned basically everyone from a season ago. And picked and, up a kid from yeah, hitting. and then they're, they're struggling. Like, what's it's, going on here? I, I think they're shooting the puck well, right? But they're currently two and three. Yeah. Well, they've got a really good schedule, too. They, they do. There's there's no denying that. Um, Sartell um, in Class A. They just beat Chaska. Um now we're judging things on Chaska, you know, and but you can't judge anything on Chaska. I know. So, but they've lost to War Road. Sartell's a, a team that I need to know a little bit more. I've had them on. in the top ten. They're, and now they're coming right back after their win over Chaska. Chaska. I mean, yeah. Really, everything comes back to Chaska and Cloquet. Everything revolves show. around. I know. It's but like Kevin you, Bacon. <laughs> Six degrees of <laughs> Chaska. And, and yeah. they played each other. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. Like the weirdest thing. I know. I know. Um, Hermantown. I love them. I but love they them. lost to Benilla. It's fine. That's fine. Okay. Creighton, same way. I don't love them right now, but they're without Nick Davison still. Which is a big so loss. yeah, you know, I think he's when a they get Nick player. back, I think that team's going to be a whole new kind team. of the difference between having one line and two right now. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, the thing with Creighton that's shocked me seeing them, I wasn't ready for it. They don't have good size. They're, no, they're quite small right yep. now, and so um, that might run problems when they play wise out. Yep, exactly. Thinking the exact same thing. I agree. Same thing happened last year, I thought. Yep. Burnsville. I like this team. <laughs> I like this team. These guys are lunch palers. Yeah, they uh, are. And they'll play hard, 
The yeah. only reason I was a little bit uh, put them in kind of a mystery category is, you know, they don't have a, a ton of seniors on the team, and you got a new head coach. Yeah. And how does the new head coach gel with the current kids? You just never know how that's going to work out. So that's just weird. So far, so good. They're one and two, Tony. What, what, one and three. One. Yeah, three. but they're. They're looking at who their losses are to. They're good teams. Yeah, Hillbury, Dinah, Rosemount. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's good. So. Yeah. I like this team. Um, White Bear. Love it. Love this team. Yeah. I don't think they're seven, but I think they're in. I Can think, they challenge I, I Hill? Would, if I were yes. doing Carl's rankings, I would have Moro at seven and White Bear at ten. Flip the orange and black. Well, that's who I have, Tony. For um, there's a our, bunch of them. There are question a bunch marks. Of them. There's probably even more than just this. Well, yeah, I mean, Egan is another one where it's like oh, we yeah. kind of ex- had high expectations for them. Yeah, you talked about before the show that you thought they were the second best team in yeah, three I thought, double A you know, coming into Johnny the year. Johnny Myers, you know, being yeah. a Colorado College commit, and they they had a lot of promise last year too yeah. with points and everything. Um, yeah, I, and this class, I think I talked about in our pre preview show that this class has had a pretty successful run through the youth, and yep. they didn't lose anyone to St. Thomas no. or any of those guys. So this has been a good core of kids, and I thought this would be their year, especially when you add in Johnny Myers, who never played with them. I think it's would have been a good yep. – you do the transitive property from you know, <laughs> Pee-wee's <laughs> Bantams that they would be good, and it's just they haven't delivered yet. Never trust yep. the transitive property. Okay. What's that? Never trust the transitive. No, I trans. I trust it a lot, <laughs> especially the Bantam one. I mean, the Bantam one pays off a lot. Yes, it pays more than it. It delivers more than it doesn't. I think. Yeah, yeah those great Duluth East Bantam teams the past couple of years. Oh yeah, yeah. it's been amazing. <laughs> okay, that was a joke. But talking about Duluth East, Tony, you want to intro our next segment? Our next segment is the Red and Black League player interview with Ryder Donovan. A special thanks to the Red and Black Leagues uh, for sponsorship of the show. Uh, looking for great hockey in the offseason, whether it's in the spring or in the fall, uh, to go to redandblackleagues.com to learn more about it. They get a ton of kids, uh, a lot of kids that are JV looking to play varsity for the next year, varsity kids who are playing multi-sports, great time to play in the spring, great time to play in, in the fall. Uh, check it out at redblackleagues.com. Danny, why don't you introduce our, our, our new speaker, or our new guest on the show, uh, Ryder Donovan. Thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today with Ryder Donovan. Ryder, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're good. We're still in a hotel room, so that's always a positive. Um, yeah, Lots we're doing fun. Yeah. Um, well, we did see a good game today. Your game, actually, the Andover um, Duluth East game. We'll talk a little bit about that game as a player perspective. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was fun. Um, not a good feeling leaving there, but uh, it was uh, it was a good game, especially for this early in the season. It was, I think it was a really good game for us to you know to get on our belt, and cause that's going to be the toughest team in our section. Um, them and Cloquet, obviously, but that's also like a top two team in the state. So it was a really good test, and um, it was really good to see where we're at and uh, to know what we have to do to get back to the state tournament. So it was uh, it was fun. It was an awesome atmosphere, honestly. Um, I've never seen an Andover East game during the regular season like that, um, especially there on a Saturday. Like, their student section is pretty good. So uh, it was fun, but I wish we would have came out with the W, but um, 
I'm happy we went through it. It'll be good for us on the way down the road, I think. Now, Ryder, you're a senior this year, um, coming back to Duluth East for your senior year. What was your mindset, and why did you choose to come back to East instead of kind of playing juniors like many traditional, you know, good stars junior year kind of go and do? Uh, yeah, no. Um, I've been asked that a lot, and I'm sure uh, all the guys have done in the past that too. But um, I don't really think of it as staying back, to be honest. It sounds kind of cliche, but um, – I don't really think of it as staying back. I think it's just doing what you're supposed to do. I think going through your senior year, I think it's, for me, is the best thing um, to kind of just take the, you know, not in a rush to get, you know, hurrying into the next level. And I think I had some stuff that I still want to prove in the high school level. And uh, obviously I'm still motivated to be back here and just be back with my buddies too. Um, and with Randolph, just can't hurt to be coached by him one more year and just being in the system and kind of being a role model to – I don't know, like I used to look up to the guys like obviously Jake Randolph, but like Phil Ballou, even his senior year, I would go to all the games and just look up to him. So um, obviously for, you know, being back with my buddies too, but I think it's also cool to be a role model and try to, I don't know, uh, lead, be a leader in your community, I guess. Okay. Uh, Ryder, let's talk a little bit about, about Mike Randolph. You know, he's been coaching at East now longer than you or I have been alive uh, <laughs> in a while. And uh, what's it like playing for such a, a coach who is, such a formidable reputation. Uh, no, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a helpful experience for me. It's been awesome all uh, last five years. Uh, first coming in, my eighth and ninth grade years, it's like uh, it was pretty tough. You know, I didn't get any special treatment. Uh, he taught me how it's like, you know, to do that at the next level. It's a business. And I think that's the way, as a high school coach goes, that's the way he treats it. And I think it just does, it's really good for the players. I mean, it does you a, a favor in the long run. and I think everything I've gotten here I've earned through working through him, but it's awesome just playing for him now. It's just even the summer when he's at the rink all he goes he wakes up at like three, goes and works out for like four hours, then comes to our morning yeah. scrimmages on a Saturday in July or whatever. And we're just like he's like that all the time and even during the season he's you know, we're doing our six AM morning to training camp for the first two weeks of the season and he, we're he's working out, then coming to practice and then we're going to practice like twice a day, but it's it's awesome and He's a, he's a legend for a reason, but uh, he's pretty entertaining at the same time, too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your teammates, too. So who's the best trash talker on, on the East team? Um, uh, as bad as Ricky Lyle wishes he was, I would think. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Jones, is pretty. he's pretty good uh, with Ooh, the trips. Yeah. He's, good. he's pretty quick-witted, and uh, I think he's hilarious. So definitely Jonathan Jones is a big guy. Okay, and then of all the players you play against, who's got the best chirps? Um, well, we play – why is that? And Wiper, like, think they're pretty good at it. But um, as a team, uh, they got some guys who like to chirp. Our first two games of the year, there's nothing but just trying to get in their heads or whatever and just chirping and going at it. But honestly, the best the best chirper I've ever played with or against, I think, is uh, Jet Jungles from Edina. Um, <laughs> even Elite League playing – our team North first Southwest rivalry was pretty good. And uh we were kind of buddies so he wouldn't really get at me, but sometimes he would and be like, Yeah, like what the hell are you doing? You know, like we're playing right now without our buddies, but he'll uh he he's pretty ruthless towards like uh a couple guys on our team who I won't name, but he's actually pretty funny. <laughs> even though even though the uh who's chirp is on my team, I'm like I'm at the face off just trying to cover my mouth because I was trying not to show that I'm laughing, but he's just kind of a little <laughs> rat. <laughs> 
Well, you've known a lot of these guys, you know, like the, the, we were talking about the 2000 birth. You've known a lot of these kids through through national camps and through elite league. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience, uh, you know, the, the hockey community that's been built through through whatever all the other all-star events that you've planned. Talk a little bit about that through your youth career. Oh, yeah. No, um, uh, it's uh, it's actually like you don't really realize it, but like well, hockey's awesome and playing it's great too. But um, then when you go through like different levels and stuff, you realize how many uh, relationships you form. And it's just kind of cool, like for me, um, the stuff I've been fortunate enough to play for teams and stuff and or just like even in Lili you, you become really good buddies or in the summer camp so you become buddies with the kids from like Edina like um me and Barinky and uh you know Jet like all those kids from Edina and um good buddies with them and you but you wouldn't think that with the East and Edina rivalry you know and then uh, like E P Jenner and all those boys and um it's just really cool to kinda of have that across the state. You know, your rivalries during the season um are pretty pretty intense but um, in the summer and stuff, you're like, you know, you'll see them around the rink or wherever at camps or, you know, sometimes when I go down to the cities, I'll like hit up Brinkman or, you know, I'll be snapping jungles and stuff. But uh, um, yeah, it's pretty special. And I honestly, I think it's one of the coolest things about hockey is how tight knit the hockey world is actually, you know, especially in Minnesota. Uh, that's great. Uh, you grew up in the uh, Duluth system. What what park did you play at when you were growing up? Uh, Lester Park Bulldogs. Oh, Ryder, are you yeah. the last Lister Park Bulldog out there? <laughs> I am, yeah. Proud, proud, yeah. Last year, um, my, my last year of squirts was the last year of the rink, so yeah, right. me and Ian yeah. Asia, the last year. <laughs> was Baker Was Baker a park Bulldog oh, as well? Oh, yep, yep. I can't leave Baker. Yeah, Baker was too, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I interviewed him I last year. Him he, had the, he had the game winner last week against Wyzetta, and he told me he was a Bulldog as well. I'm like, I'm <laughs> same age, so... All right, talk a little bit about we were you know, you talk a little bit about your youth career and you, you came into Duluth East as an eighth grader. Now there's another eighth grader uh on the, the Hounds this year, Grant Winkler. Who's a better eighth grade hockey player, Winkler or Ryder Donovan? Uh it's a tough one. Um I gotta I think uh, I gotta give it to Grant, honestly. He uh he's a pretty good player. Um yeah, I think I had that size advantage on him. Maybe not weight wise, definitely not, but maybe like two inches on him. I think as an eighth grader, but uh, I don't think I nearly had his poise or uh, confidence as an eighth grader. So I'll give him the tip of the hat on that for sure. Talk a little bit about talk a little bit about Grant's game. What what he brings to the dogs as an eighth or as a dog <laughs> the hounds. Sorry, oh, he's bulldogs in my head here. Uh, talk about <laughs> what he bring about to the to the hounds uh, this year. Um, no, yeah, he. Uh, I don't really know much about him before this summer. Um, and then in our high school camp, everyone was talking about this eighth grade defenseman. Um, and then I saw him the first day, I was like, holy, like, he, he, like you look at him, like, physically, like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's an eighth grader, but you watch him with the puck and, like, um, just being back there as a defenseman, especially against high school kids, you know, it's pretty easy to be, I remember I would get kind of, you know, just quick to get rid of the puck or whatever. And he's he holds it in there. He's pretty, he's pretty slick. And you watch him and he, like, even in practices, whatever it is, like he's not the biggest guy out there, but if you watch his breakouts or any drills, he like does not miss. I haven't seen him miss one pass in practice or whatever. He's just like, he's just smooth. I think um, it's kind of a lot to live up to, but from what I hear of like what Dylan Mills, our coach was like, he was a eighth grade defenseman too. He was, he was nails though. He was a brick too, but um, he was just calm and steady from what I hear. And I think Grant, uh, 
Grant, I think he'll be might be the next one after if he lives up to the number twenty five. So compare I compare I compared him the other day to Jack Pert, a kid you played uh Elite League with. Would you make that oh, yeah. comparison to those two? Oh yeah. Oh god yeah. Yeah, Jack is another one. He uh yeah, play with him in Elite League. He um he's an awesome player. They're both just kind of the smaller defensemen, but kind of the more modern era defensemen that you see guys in the NHL are more like but you know, like a Perunovic for the UMD or whatever, just smaller but like hockey IQ out of this world and just passes always on the tape. So that's uh that's definitely a fair comparison. Well talking about Jack Pert, actually, um Ryder, let's move on to some games the next week and Pert comes down to the Metro in the holiday classic at Braemar. So I'm gonna run through a couple <laughs> games of the week and then we'll um go with some pick'ems. You wanna stick around for pick'ems, Ryder? Uh, yeah, why not? I'd love to. <laughs> okay, so here are some games other than Pickums this week. Um, Orono plays Chaska at Chaska. This might be a instance where Chaska can right the ship um, against Orono. This is a decent rivalry game as well. Yep. Um, so that will be an interesting one. Benilde St. Margaret plays St. Thomas Academy on Tuesday, which could be an interesting game coming off. If you of, like Catholic school hockey? Yeah, and coming off of Benilde's win over um, Hermantown uh, on Saturday. And then Moorhead and Rozo play on Tuesday. Again, we talked about Rozo having a tough week with a couple Section 8 delay opponents, three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Prior Lake plays Rosemount. That will be interesting to see if the Irish can keep rolling. Um, as I mentioned, the Holiday Classic is this week. This is probably the most letdown of a Holiday Classic <laughs> that we can ever talk about. Um, we spent, you talk about it. No, we spent like a whole show once talking about it when um, – Grand Rapids have Michael Miller and McLaughlin yeah. and Hayne, but this is an afterthought. I think um, we all agree that there's one good game this year, and we will make that the pick 'em. And the other games will be. They will be happen. There. Yeah, yep. they will. They will, they will happen. happen. Yeah, they are statistics, and these are numbers. <laughs> so we will. Um, the next on the list, Warro plays Thief River Falls, as I mentioned earlier. Blake plays Minnetonka, which is a good game for Blake to kind of get something under their belt as well. Buffalo and Rozo play. Greenway comes down to play Holy Family, which I plan to attend. Rosemount plays Lakeville South in another South Suburban matchup. Alex plays EGF, which I assume should be a good game. It's a great game. And Moorhead plays Minnetonka, which I also plan to attend on Saturday before I go over to the Holiday Classic because I'm looking forward to actually seeing Moorhead and then yelling at Carl for ranking him so high or low. Low, depending on how you look at it. Exactly. Okay. I'm being criticized from both sides here. Okay. Yep. That's the show, writers. We criticize Carl's rankings every week. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Even though I'm always right. <laughs> we won't go there. Okay, Tony, you want to talk Pickums? Let's talk Pickums. We have five games this week. We'll save Ryder's game for last against Bouquet. Um, we all know how that one's going to turn out. Uh, first game, Ryder, I'm going to go first. You go last on this one, and then slowly but surely you get to go first. Uh, this is St. Cloud Cathedral Alexandria rematch of the 6A uh, section final last year, which Alex won, but in the regular season, Alex lost candidly to St. Cloud Cathedral. I'm sticking with it. I'm going to have St. Cloud Cathedral as the number one team in the state next week, so I'm going St. Cloud Cathedral. Danny, you're up next. Uh, Tony, you and I plan on going up for this game. Um, We're going to try not to eat french fries. 
Um, Try not to. <laughs> they're both on diets. And there's no problem there's one French fries are in the mix. But um, I'm going to go with St. Cloud Cathedral as well. They're on a roll right now. They look like the deepest team in um, Class A and certainly the hottest team right now. Carl? No, I think I'll just jump on the bandwagon here. Uh-oh. Cathedral looks sharp. Um, they're rolling over teams in Class A. They both have been tested already with Alex really hasn't. So this game is going to be very different from what Alex has seen so far. So. That's three for a cathedral. Well, how about you, Ryder? Let's see if the expert will go against <laughs> the, uh, the experts here. Are you going to go cathedral or Alex, Ryder? Uh, I, I, I'm going to top it off and top of the bandwagon, too. I'll go cathedral. Good choice. <laughs> I'll go against you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know once you'll go against us for sure. Yeah. All right, you go third on this one. Danny, you're up on this one. It's the only game in the Edina Classic that matters. It's the Edina Eden Prairie. Uh, they'll play Saturday night, yep. probably about midnight. They'll tee it up. <laughs> um, they've historically been behind schedule. Uh, Danny, what do you got? Edina will lead in shots, but Eden Prairie will lead in goals. So I think this will come down to goaltending in this game, and I think Jack Jensen will score a couple. Okay. I also think this could be a really a coming-out party for Eden Prairie. Um, I think they have something to prove in this game. Um, even though they may not be the more complete team, they might pull this one out. Wow, you guys are so easy. All right, Ryder, you're third on this one. Who do you think, Edina or Eden Prairie? Um, I'm going to have to go with Eden Prairie. Jeez. I like the, I don't know, I like the sound of that. I yeah, I'm not a big Edina guy, but I uh I think Eden Prairie's got a good team this year and uh what? with uh with Jenner and uh the middle set. So, yeah, I like that. What's wrong with the little town on the west side with the dream? That's wrong with Edina. <laughs> Rough elite league versus them, that's why. Well, you've had plenty of luck in your career against Edina, so what, what's that yeah, all true. for? Uh, I don't know. Got, got into a couple, uh, a couple little battles in the elite league with a couple uh, Hornets, so uh, I, 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 I with the Eagles. I've seen though, I've seen a few of them. Uh, it, but Edina, you just had their number. You know, you really have. You know. Yeah. Cloquet, uh, on the other hand. Cloquet, no, on the other no. hand, is a different story. Yeah. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. We'll get that one later. Who do you have in this one, Tony? <clears throat> I'm taking Edina. I'm taking Edina. Uh, they're the better hockey team. They're a complete three-line team. Uh, they have the best defect decor in the state. I think the second line for Ian Prairie is better in this game. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'd agree. I'm I'm taking Edina. Okay. They're gonna get out early. They're gonna get up early, and then what's Ethan the next can't game? Come back. Uh, Creighton Durham Hall Wyzetta, which will be the two-three seed game, played over at Bloomington Ice Garden. Who's last year? Creighton won last year in the regular season. No, no. Wyzetta won overtime. Five overtime. to four. Yep. Um, this game is also on neutral site. This is at Tria. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Creighton gets this one back. I think Creighton writes the ship. Um, I think the speed is something that Wyzetta has not seen yet. Um, although Hill was probably pretty fast tonight, but and I think you that just threw Ryder on the bus, under the bus here too. Oh, uh, that's true, but I I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, they played ladies. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't seen anyone fast. They played. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Well, um, I guess this is on to you, Carl. Yeah. Well, I'm taking Wyzetta because I think that's. We've mentioned a couple times in the show they're in a good position right now. They're playing their tough defensive hockey early in the season the way they want to be. 
and I, I like the way they're playing. This pick is going to be interesting because Roger's team has played Wyzetta, and he also said Wyzetta chirped him pretty hard. So either way, he's going to lose on this one. So <laughs> go ahead, Ryder. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to surprise you guys. I'm going to go with Creighton there. <laughs> not Wyzetta. Yeah. Yeah. Not Wyzetta. No, I'm not a big fan of Wyzetta, and um, for no particular reason, reason but uh, <laughs> I like uh, – I really like that Gleason. Um, I played with him a couple times in the league, and he's a he's got an engine, so uh, and he can score too. I really like him, so uh, I think they have a good chance at that. All right, so I I go wise that as well. Um, I I liked them against you guys. Uh, they just didn't go away. You remember yeah. that game? They just you were the better team, dominated the entire game, and next thing you know, it's you're in a battle here the last five yeah. six minutes of the game. I really yeah. like Ryder's picks right now, actually. Yeah, because you guys agree on everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. That's sad. That is sad. Just, that's a forewarning, Ryder. Daniel loses every week. So. Yeah, he loses. Uh, all that's time. okay. Maybe not this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. Uh, last one before the Cloquet East game. Uh, Maple Grove and Blaine. Ryder. Ryder. I'm starting this one off. Yeah. Yep. Um, I really don't know much about either teams. Um, I just saw on Twitter the Maple Grove. I saw them beat Dinah and what a shootout or something. I saw a video of that. Mm-hmm. Is that yep. the that was my... turn? Yeah. Um, all right, I'll go Maple. I'll go Maple Grove with that then. All right. Maple, yeah. Uh, Ryder, you and I are going to agree on that one. Okay. I think we're all going to agree on that one. Did yeah. anyone got the guts to pick against? No. Maple no. Grove? no. Maple Grove looks good right now. I think the reason we chose this game is because we project this game as a section final game, and it's important to yeah. – anytime you get two section finalists going head-to-head. Yeah. Blaine ba- barely about. beat St. Michael Albertville the other day, so yeah, skeptical. All right, now the last game of our pick before we close out the show. Cloquet and East. Where is this game? I don't even know. This is in Duluth. This is the yeah. one at Heritage. Uh, historically – you, as good as you guys have done against Edina in your career, Cloquet has been a kryptonite for you guys. Talk a little <laughs> bit about the rivalry before we do our picks. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. You're you're right on with that. Uh, I think it's and it doesn't matter how you know how well they're doing at the time. I think because um, people have been talking about whatever this year, like oh they're struggling, they want whatever. Um, I really don't. I think we all. Um, we don't dare buy into that because uh, it doesn't matter when we play them or how good they are or how well they're doing, blah, blah. Um, they absolutely bring it, and they bring their whole city. And uh, they're loud and obnoxious and uh, purple. And, yeah. Uh, you just smother you. So, no, but they're – yeah, they're – I don't think that their record as of late or whatever really shows their team. I think that uh, they got some dangerous forwards at least. And uh, I think any time we play them, it's an absolute battle. And I know last year we got uh, – we got work pretty good by him. Um, we didn't beat him once last year in both games. So, uh, yeah, I know we're excited to play him, though. It's going to be a good game. You got me believing that Cloquet is going to win, so I'm taking Cloquet down. <laughs> you know, I saw Cloquet playing um, Friday, like I mentioned before, against Jefferson. You know, I, I think this is where they write the ship. You I know? think it is, too. I, I really do. I You know, they they started to look like they could put things together. And this is the time. Yeah, you're you're really throwing us these guys under a bus here, but um, you know, I I 
I admit it though, it's, it's like too obvious a setup. I mean, Cloquet is doing terribly. He's yeah. Still playing pretty well, and then all of a sudden this game comes along, and you, I've just seen this movie too many times. I'm scarred. You know, right, right. I went through some you know, experiences in high school that are still, you know, deeply wounding East Cloquet games, and I. Uh, it's going to happen again. I'm picking Cloquet. All right, so there's three against Cloquet. You you on this bandwagon, Ronnie? You want to pick Cloquet? Uh, you guys are too good, Carl. I can't I can't believe you right now. <laughs> I have to go and follow you on uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna well, contrary to belief, um, I'm gonna go with with the Hounds on this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad the younger generations have faith and aren't, you know, ruined <laughs> yeah, by the past. Not too much yet. I mean, Cloquet's on a winning streak. They are on a big a one, one game, game winning streak. streak. I don't know if the other team that's playing is. Yeah, they're Ooh. not. They're not. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah, we weren't very nice hosts, were we? You know, yeah. we, we got on it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Ryder, thanks for coming on here. You know, I have to deal with this so often. I, I need a little support, so. Yeah, yeah, for Danny, for Danny and I, we really appreciate and Carl, we really appreciate coming on the show. It was a joy. Thanks for staying up late and making <laughs> it happen. For Danny and Carl, I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys around the rink. These looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm cool. I've been this way since high school. Cause life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles in 